Good morning. Welcome to Staying Sober. Uh, I want to talk about triggers and and knowing exactly what causes you to be triggered. I'm not a big fan of the word trigger, but it's <clears throat> really the easiest way to explain uh, what your cravings look like and what what turns you on to going back to your old ways. Uh, for some, it could be anxiety. Um, I know for a long time, when I get around big crowds, I mean, I still have a hard time with it, but when I get around big crowds, it's one of my triggers. When I get around big crowds, I just want to disappear. And the easiest way to disappear is to start using again. Um, I'm a little nervous talking about this right now, but you know, when I think about a big crowd, I think about how many different lives there, you know, that are that are there, how how easily it is to affect one person's life, how how I may never see another person again, and how little and how insignificant I truly am and how everybody truly is. And that starts bringing me in my mind off into a little, I guess, a black hole, uh, almost an oblivion of constant, constantly thinking about all that stuff and wondering about how many strings are attached to each person and how we're all connected or disconnected for that matter. Um, I've been trying to really uh, take ownership of of that and, and put myself in situations where it may trigger me and then kind of unpacking it and working my way through it. Um, avoiding it doesn't do shit. Facing it head on really helps. Um, you know, your, your triggers could be financially related. They could be family related. They could be your job. They could be your house. They could, I mean, you have to figure out what is your tripwire and what sends you off into, uh, <clears throat> into wanting to disappear. And if you think you're alone, you know, everybody wants to disappear. Everybody wants to be distracted. You know, you could even consider somebody that, that reads a lot, somebody that, you know, may not do drugs and may not use alcohol, but somebody that reads a lot may be avoiding something, you know, reality is, is a difficult thing to face for some people. And, you know, sometimes the truth, sometimes the, the way life really is, is, is very, very scary for some people. And if you're not putting yourself in positions where you're owning up to your triggers or owning up to, to what sets you off, um, then, then you're just avoiding it. And that may, that may be another trigger. That may be the slippery slope that sends you back off into using. That may be the, the catalyst that pushes you off into, you know, going right back to the ways that you, that you're used to, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a day sober or 10 years sober, or you have a lifetime of sobriety, you know, some of those things can just pop up out of nowhere and, and turn you on. And it's, uh, it's difficult, but it's something that, that has to be addressed and something that every single person goes through, you know, there's a, there's that term alpha male that goes around or, uh, you know, a leader of the pack, somebody that is, uh, appears on the outside to be successful, appears to be well put together, has everything going for them. And <clears throat> if you see people like that, it's not by accident. They're not accidentally projecting this, 
this this air of confidence and this um, this unending ability, let's call it, right? Um, and that may not be you, and that may be you, but they're owning they're owning something. They're owning up that, and they're acknowledging that maybe they are weak inside. And when 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 they're facing that weakness, the only way to really fight it, and the only way to really own it is to is to push through it so when you're triggered when you're pushed over the edge when something's bothering you you have to own it if you avoid it it's going to continue coming back if you don't address it it's going to become louder you know you can't drown out those thoughts and those feelings and the only way to really get through them is putting yourself in that situation and getting yourself really tripped up and and sent off into into a place where you ha- you're forced to become one with it and and to take ownership of it. Um, a lot of people, I mean, I, I can't say a lot of people. That's that's too broad. But it's a cowardly thing to to avoid it. And that's that that is definitely a call out. You are a coward if you avoid your problems. And if you avoid mistakes, you know, you have to make mistakes because when you, when you make a mistake, you learn from it. There's no reason not to take a mistake and turn it into a, a positive thing and turn and turn it into a learning experience. I would be, I would be lying if I, if I didn't say that there were, I mean, I've made enough mistakes to fill a book. Um, I'll talk about my mistakes on the next podcast. Um, but owning owning up to your mistakes and using them as as a as a way to break a pattern. You know, if you continually make the same mistake, you're the idiot. If you fuck up once, great, you can blame it on somebody else. But you have to take ownership and you have to find out what your what your true faults are and where the faults lie inside you. Um, you know, like I said, getting in front of big crowds getting within big crowds, going to concerts, going to festivals, stuff like that. Those, those make me incredibly nervous. Um, I have a, I have a great example. I went out for breakfast with my family and we walked into the restaurant and there were too many people. So I stood around for a second, couldn't handle it and ran out of there. And I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of not right to just kind of run away from something, but I was feeling triggered and tripped up and felt like I was being attacked, but there was nobody attacking me, obviously. <laughs> I was just just in a crowded place, and it wasn't working for me, and I, I just kind of dipped out of there, but that was for sure an avoidance. That was for sure my way of dealing with it, and um, you know, feeling that sense of immediate relief kept me away from considering using, um, you know, I get frustrated. I have, I for sure have anger issues and they're only exasperated and, and multiplied and, um, sent off way off the rails if I don't face them head on. And if I go ahead and try to try to push it off and try to think about what I could be doing instead, that would make it all go away. Cause when you drink and when you do drugs, um, you're creating an alternate reality that's just, you know, once you, once you escape, you know, that's your escapism coming in there. Once you escape from it, it's temporary. 
you know, but if you can own something, that's, that's a, that's permanent, you know, cause you can continually sharpen that sword and you can continually refine that process and learn ways to compartmentalize and unpack everything and put it in its fucking place, you know, because if you can put it in its place, then you own it. You know, my anxiety doesn't own me. My fear of big crowds doesn't own me. My difficulties with, uh, with finances, my difficulties with home life, my difficulties with, you know, my house is in shambles right now. None of that shit owns me. It's frustrating momentarily, but I know how to get through it without turning to something to escape from it. I have no escape. There's nothing, there's nowhere to escape for me. I've given myself that as, as the option. There is no option. Running is only going to make it worse. Um, so if you're, if you're running right now, you know, if you're finding comfort and getting fucked up, if you're escaping, then you're just being a coward and you're running from something that shouldn't even be in your head and shouldn't even, you shouldn't even give ownership to. So I made a decision that I would not be owned by these things. I made a decision that I would not, not, not want to live my life the way that I should be living my life, you know, and, um, there was a wedding we went to on Friday, uh, this past week. And it was where there with all my best friends and everybody was getting fucked up. Everybody was drinking their faces off. Um, really, you know, <laughs> I, this, I would have really, I mean, yeah, let's just call it. They were enjoying themselves, right? I wouldn't consider it enjoying myself, but they were definitely enjoying themselves to the fullest. Um, and that's their lives. And that's not, it's not it's none of my business to judge them for what they were doing, but you know, they're what are you know what the fuck is Friday? What what's what's different about Friday than about Monday? What's different about Friday than about Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? You know, if you're working all week and you know you're taking Friday as your day to escape, then maybe you need to kind of go back to the beginning and take a look at what you're doing, and maybe that's just what's the biggest trigger. You know, maybe your trigger is your foundation right? If you look at what you're doing for a living, if you're looking at how you're treating your family or mistreating your family or how, you know, your relationships are destroyed or, you know, barely hanging on by a thread and you have to escape from that, you know, that's like going, taking the weekends, right? So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the average person or, or what, but it seems like people go Monday through Friday work. And then when Saturday comes, it's time to get wasted and then recover Sunday and then come back to work Monday. It's like taking five steps forward and two steps backward. Why would you only take three steps a week? You know, um, it's just not worth it at all. So if you're, if you're working for the weekend, Huey Lewis, (laughs) maybe it's Huey Lewis. I don't know. (laughs) But if you're just working for the weekend, um, stop, stop doing that because that's, that's part of escapism. That's part of, um, part of your trigger. So figure out what you need to do with your life to make it better for you and your family and make it better so that you don't have to run away from it. Um, If you're struggling, if you need somebody to talk to, please reach out. I'm available and, uh, and I'd love to help you out. Thanks for listening.